Hello, just a disclaimer before this episode. I wanted to say my apologies that this one is not going to be as clean sounding as the other ones, or at least the recent ones, because I had to take my iPad and record it in my bedroom. My neighbors were making a lot of noise, so I couldn't do it in my living room like I normally do, and this has been a bit of a challenge the last couple of weeks as well. Anyways, so do forgive me for there is no music and additional editing available because of some technical issues, let's just say. I'm not an editor and um, I'm not at a place where I can pay for someone to edit it yet, but I tried to make it as clean as possible given what I had. Thank you and I still hope you enjoy listening to it. The rest is better than this little bit, I think, so um, hang in there. Now, onwards to the episode. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Creative Elixir podcast. I'm your host, Rose Stardust, and I'm here to inspire you to be creative, to be you, and to step into your power. Our last episode was two, three weeks ago, I think. I took a two-week break to gather my thoughts and see in which direction I want to go with the podcast as well as doing my own stuff, enjoying life, the last few days of summer, etc., etc. I make the podcast as a gift to you, whoever is listening, and I want to inspire you, as I say every episode. And I want to make a change in the world, a small change, by giving hope to those who want to create or giving hope and inspiration through creativity. I think the show is more philosophical than anything else, really. So I've been kind of battling with the idea of, okay, do I really want to do interviews? But the idea keeps overwhelming me, so I put it off. And I do intend to throw in an occasional chat with someone creative when I get the time and the opportunity. But it is in the plans. Then again... I do really like episodes of other podcasts that are not interviews. I am more into the monologue, and perhaps so are you. And I'm hoping that this fills in that niche where it's not every episode is is an interview. Honestly, as I said, that's what I prefer. I often skip the interview episodes unless it's an interview with someone I really, really like. Because I listen to the podcast for the worldview or for the philosophy or the ideas of the person creating it more so than their conversations with other people, if that makes sense. But there are exceptions. And I do really, really enjoy some interviews. So I will try and put some of them in here. (laughs) Why am I talking about this? Because I thought, okay, 
maybe some things will have to change going forward because I have a hard time coming up with themes for each episode. And I really don't plan ahead a whole long time ago. I do it either the day before or the day of. And I will take notes throughout the week leading up to the recording of the episode, trying to gather my thoughts. But (laughs) I would really like to do more of a variety show, I think, where um, at least every couple, once every couple of episodes, it's more of a radio show. Um, more of a variety show with um, the theme of creativity, creative inspiration, art, how to live a creative life going through the whole podcast. Because I really enjoy talking about different things, and this is a fantastic way of getting that out of my chest. (laughs) Okay, is it selfish? Yes. But am I making the podcast for uh, free? Yes. So hopefully you'll enjoy it. So I figured this episode, we will talk about change as our armature, as our theme. And I thought it was suitable not just because I always go through changes, but also because we are going into fall. Seasons are changing and there's always a bit of mood going into fall. At least for me over the years, it's been more of a mood of doom and gloom because I don't really like winter. Or at least I should say I didn't really like winter. I actually really, really disliked it. I don't want to say hate because I think every season has its place and we need them all for the for things to work out. We need water, we need it to rain, but I love summer and I love spring. This year, though, I'm finding within myself a change coming on because we had such a hot summer and the heat waves were so uncomfortable for me. Maybe I'm getting old. Maybe I'm just um, not enjoying that kind of weather anymore. I've been acclimatized to cooler weather. I didn't really like it, honestly. Like I kind of hid away from most of the super sunny, hot days, which is not what I've been known to do in the past. I had this weird, precedented excitement about going into fall which I never have had in my life and perhaps because I am going into the fall of my life is that horrible to say I'm going to be 40 next year and I keep thinking I have grown in some ways and I still feel like a kid in some ways but I think, you know, I'm changing, like I'm changing and I can't avoid it and I need to embrace it. So let's do an episode about that change and it'll be more of a variety show again. We will talk about some different things, some recommendations. We'll do um, some quotes maybe. And at the end, we'll do a tarot reading, which I really enjoyed sharing with you last time. And 
a disclaimer about the tarot reading is that this is not meant to be fortune telling or anything. I love tarot cards. I love the art on them. I love the idea that it kind of pulls out what's inside of you and makes you face it in a different way. It's almost like journaling with outside help. So I hope you enjoy it as much as I do, but please don't expect it to be fortune telling or something. Because as much as I am a witchy person, I always like to say that I'm a pragmatic witch. I don't think casting spells is going to um, change the world or my life. I need to do the work, but having hope and having ritual worked into my life so that it focuses me and provides clarity has been exceptionally important in my growth and I can't deny that also once again belief and hope are scientifically proven to create physical change for us say like the placebo effect I keep saying this but it is true right so if you believe something is going to help you or if you believe you can do something, it's more likely to have a positive outcome. So therefore, I do believe that just like anything, tarot cards are a helpful tool to get you believing, get you hoping, maybe ritualize some kind of focusing and goal setting exercise and that is where it comes in for me am I making any sense okay I haven't talked like this in like three weeks now so I apologize if there is rambling happening say where shall we start so let's talk about change and how we try and avoid it most of the time I think when change happens, we often don't want it to happen or it's a little scary and sometimes change is thrust upon us as outside of our control. In fact, that keeps happening and it recently happened to all of us. The whole planet is going through a change, an unprecedented change that none of us really saw coming. And now we are forced to make our lives fit this change because we, as individuals, can only do so much. I'm talking about the pandemic, obviously. So what we thought or knew as our normal, comfortable lives, especially here in the um, developed first world changed right it's I mean it changed everywhere else but I can't talk to the facts of life everywhere else because I'm not there and I don't experience it through other people's eyes I just experience it through my own and all of a sudden we realized that everything is a very delicate balance and on top of it we started seeing the effects of climate change more powerfully and that 
too is a change that we perhaps thrust it upon ourselves, but it's come to a point that, okay, now we need to live with it and we need to make positive changes to make that change less acceptable. How many times have I said, how many times, how many times have I said change so far? Can we count? I don't know. Don't worry about it. So I think there's several different types of change. There's progressive change where if we resist progress, if we resist change that is in the right direction, what does that make us, right? That puts us in the same boat as the people who resisted, you know, giving up slavery or who resisted gay marriage or who resisted women voting. So we don't want to be like those people. I don't know about you. I don't want to be like those people. I want to embrace progressive positive change. There is the other kind of change that we were just talking about, how it's change that is thrust upon us, not necessarily positive change, but also change that we cannot as individuals control or immediately change back. So then we have to embrace and evolve and adapt and make sure that we stay sane in the process. There's that kind of change as well. And then there is uh, personal change, personal growth. You are always changing, whether you would like to believe it or not, or accept it or not. And If you are in a comfort zone and you are constantly letting yourself, you know, just trudge through life without actually making any intentional changes, you're still actually changing, though not necessarily in a good way, right? You're slowly building walls around you. You're slowly building bad habits. So personal change, I think, needs to be somewhat intentional and it needs to include self-reflection. One of the best ways I always say to do this is to write things down, to journal. And I, whenever I tell someone that they should journal, I always meet resistance. I always meet that people don't have the time or people don't know what to do and But seriously, you don't have to do it every day. You don't have to do it every week even. You just have to do it once in a while to get yourself in the habit of getting your thoughts out of your head onto the paper or onto the computer. It seriously empties out, makes room for better, bigger, um, more positive things if you get the stuff out of your head. Same with ideas. Like if you are like me and you have a zillion ideas, write them down. I have about a thousand notes on my iPhone and on my iPad and on my computer that are just ideas or lists of ideas or things I want to do or little quotes I thought of. What it's, see, it's like, unofficial uh, journaling, I'd like to call, 
Why? Because I thought about it. I want to get it out of my head. I don't want to just circling in my mind and clogging things up. And when I am looking for a new idea, when I am looking to do something different, I can then go back and look at those notes. When I want to see what I thought of before or how I've changed, it's a fantastic way of going back, looking at your journals, looking at your notes, even sketchbooks looking at your sketchbooks to see how you've changed or how there is a common thread. It's like a higher level looking down and analyzing data to see what's happening, like almost like you can graph it out and uh, make sense of it. Because when you're in it, you might not be making sense of it. It's, you know, for years I did data visualizations and it was a lot of high level data that I had to take and I had to turn into graphics, visual information, so that when you looked at it, you're like, aha, this is what is happening or this is what this is and this is why this piece of information is important. If I was looking at an Excel sheet with a bunch of numbers from a survey, I would not get that. And journaling is kind of like that too. Oh, say a few months ago, I kept thinking, okay, what is my artistic style? Like, what is it? Where is it? Why do I keep doing all these different things? First of all, give yourself permission again to change and evolve in that regard. But I went and looked into my sketchbooks and I saw this recurring theme or recurring style that I hadn't realized was there and I was ignoring it. It was like something that I didn't share with anyone, but it was the things I had most enjoyed doing. And I thought, okay, maybe this is something that I need to explore. And I started painting the recent paintings I've been doing for the last few months based on that information that I found from my sketchbooks in which it's just a mess, right? Like it's just like little doodles and things. But they gave me information when I went back. So that allowed me to see the changes I've been going through, etc., etc. Does any of this make sense? I think it does. It makes sense to me. So that's, those are the three different types of change. Positive change that we want to happen, change that is thrust upon us, and personal change in terms of growth. Now, Change, I think, is kind of like magic. So if you fight against it too much, like if you are one of those people that says who hates change, you are going to be up for constant disappointment and negativity in your life. It becomes a curse. If you, however, embrace change, embrace adapting and taking the challenge, to make it into something better than what you were given, then you can make it like magic. Think about a magic spell, okay? Like 
think about like a movie and a magic spell and how it is always about change. Like you're trying to change something with magic, right? So otherwise, why would we even think about magic? It's about change. You want to be richer or you want to be prettier or you want to have someone fall in love with you. And all these things seem like external things. But really, if you internalize the change, if you realize that outside of yourself, you have little power over what changes, but within yourself, you have all the power for what changes. You feel, um, well, empowered. You feel strong. You feel confident. You feel hopeful. And at the end of the day, those are the feelings you want to have. Now, there are, cha- again, there are changes that are thrust upon us that are within us too. So let's say you get sick. This is a change that is not positive. And this is not within your control necessarily. You can make the worst of that and go spiraling into a depression, which happens to a lot of people, completely understandable. And then there is another scenario you can spin around it. You can try and make change within your own belief systems within your own uh, behavior to still enjoy the life you have today. And again, it comes down to embracing change instead of fighting against it. What change did I go through recently, which wasn't health related or anything, but well, I guess there was a health related thing too. So in 2015, I separated from my husband. It was kind of thrust upon me, my ex-husband now. It was thrust upon me. We were together like since we were like 18, and it was a big change. I resisted about two weeks until I realized that there is nothing I can do to change his mind. The only thing I can do is take a good look at myself and change myself. So whether he comes back or not, I'm going to live happier. Because was I happy? No. And was everything tickety-boo? No. Everything was just really uncomfortable for a few years there, actually. But I was resisting change and he accepted it. He embraced it before I did. And I actually am super grateful that he did that. I realized that if I am going to be happier, I need to change myself. The way I do things need to change. The way I treat myself need to change. And I realized I was horribly depressed. And how do I change that? And fast forward at least like two more years of 
self-development, self-reflection, I found myself moving out here to BC for the ultimate change, thanks to one of my bestest people, bestest friends in the world. I know bestest isn't a word. <laughs> I just like to say things. And I was able to get off my depression and anxiety medication when I moved off here, out here pretty much right away. Because what I really needed was to get out of Ontario, was to have a fresh start, not necessarily medication to dull my emotions, feelings down. Everybody's story is different, but for me, this is what was needed. So change was thrust upon me, but then I had to make positive changes, and then I had to come out here. So changes, they can be good. They can always be good if you just push in the right direction and have an open mind. There's another type of um, change I want to talk about. Oh, I guess not even a type of change, but change and challenge. Have you noticed how those words are kind of similar? And I think challenging our own core beliefs for positive personal change can be one of the hardest things to do. And I mean, this is not just what I think. This is, again, a studied concept. So that's why when people are challenged with change and progress, sometimes it is very difficult for the, all of society to get on board with things that are clearly better for all of us, just like, you know, climate change <laughs> and how we need to change our ways to actually stop things from getting worse for all of humanity. But there's so much resistance from parts of society. And of course, then there's resistance that doesn't believe it or something. There's resistance because there's a lot of poverty in parts of the world that where it cannot be even considered because people are just trying to survive. So that makes me think, okay, to change, we need to be able to have the capacity to look at our own core beliefs. Core beliefs are things that are a part of your personality, that your whole personality is built on. So there's a building block of your personality. And if you remove that, you might be um, looking at you having been wrong most of life, most of your life, or you having done the wrong thing most of your life. So what does that make you? Is it Does it make you stupid? Does it make you a bad person? So you don't want to change that block of foundation because, again, changing it means you've done something wrong or you are doing something wrong or you as a whole are wrong. <laughs> and this is why we resist it so much. I make a point of 
looking at the way I've done things and accepting my own um, mistakes, even though it's super, super hard sometimes. Um, like I realize that I have some beliefs that could be called or considered racist. I had to take a good look at my own prejudices against different cultures and then <laughs> make progress. It's hard to talk about it because I don't want to be that kind of person. But to be able to make positive changes within ourselves, we need to take honest looks at ourselves. If we deny what we truly are, we are never going to change. And again, it's very hard to admit, say you are, you've been sexist or you've been racist or you, you know, taking advantage of people or anything like that because it makes you think that you've been a bad person and you don't want to admit it. But it's okay, people. It's okay. If we're going to change and be better, we need to actually accept that we've been bad. It's just the way it is. And we need to be able to forgive each other and not demonize each other because we've made the wrong choices or we've made choices that have harmed people or ourselves because we all have the capacity to change like really we have to make better choices but we need to just be honest with ourselves that is the first most important step or maybe the third step, I don't know, like the first step might be just accepting positive change and trying to evolve a little bit. But evolution of core beliefs is hard. But without it, we're never going to see eye to eye or we're never going to be able to get out of our ways where, you know, people want to harm each other. Really, can you believe that in the world? There are people who want to harm each other because they don't believe in the same thing or they don't wear the right clothes or they're not the right you know religion or color can you believe but it all comes down to those people don't think they're bad and they don't want to think or self-reflect they're in their own cocoons and they're not going to come out of that cocoon as a butterfly they're gonna come out as a scalier worse creature if they don't actually take a look at how they're harming culture society themselves each other we on this planet are in ha heaven but instead we choose to think of things like you know we're gonna go to heaven or we're gonna go to hell or there's this belief system we've built that makes this world into hell it's not just one system, so many systems. We torture each other. We torture ourselves throughout this one life we have been given. For what? We all need to change a little bit, you know? It's completely possible, but you need to be able to accept 
that you've been wrong at some point. We all have been. We're none of us are angels. None of us are um, completely perfect and spotless as human beings. You don't have to admit it to anyone else either. You just have to sit down and face your own demons and change. You've got a life. You've got the rest of your life to be better and to do better. Oh, whatever I think. Change. Change. Challenging our own core beliefs in the name of personal change. What does this all have to do with creativity, you might say? It's really hard to be creative if you are not accepting change. Because change also is learning. Learning um, is a lifelong thing. It is not just done in school and it's done once you get out of school. I reject that <laughs> entirely. So, and I think creativity is accepting constant change and allowing it. Because if you don't allow it, you can't really be creative. You might make things. You might become a really um, skilled artist, architect, cook. But if you're always going by the rules and not ever looking at what can be made better or different, are you really being creative? No, you're just making the same thing over and over again. So you can use the energy of change as creative inspiration. If you are feeling in any way stuck creatively, let me make some suggestions as to how you can use challenges or prompts or collaborations to do something slightly differently that you wouldn't have done just on your own. So the in the spirit of change, I would say if you resist social media, it is time you get on there at least for a few minutes to check these concepts out. So on Instagram, you'll see that there's this, there's a few things, but let me suggest a few. There's hashtag draw this in your style, which is, some of you will be familiar with this, which is where you look at an artist's suggestion of an artwork that they've made and they've said, draw this in your style. So everybody who's interested will remake that artwork in their own style. It's a fantastic way of looking at something and creating change. It's literally you're changing it, but also you're changing your own self because it's not your idea. You are being forced to adapt something that you haven't thought of before or in ways that you haven't thought of before. There's also a hashtag drawing collab, which is where you're going to take something someone else has put out there saying collaborate with me and um changing it accordingly some of these are half and half and these are called your art here i really loved doing one of these it was johnny dombrowski's challenge i really enjoyed it it 
kind of let my creative juices flow flow and I was able to like create a painting right after because it's just yeah it gave me the idea so that I could do it freely without having to come up with something on my own necessarily but there was enough of a challenge in there that got me really getting creative again so there's hashtag drawing challenge there is hashtag art prompts you can really just go dig into these things and create something that is basically in the you know using the energy of change as creative inspiration you want to do something different every day there's the prompts like inktober is coming up which there are daily prompts you don't have to do each one but you can do different ones and see how how it goes and another way of just challenging yourself. Now, how can we inspire ourselves to make positive changes in our lives? So here is a waxing moon ritual that I am making up. Somebody else may have made it up before, so I'm not taking credit before for it, but get some air dry clay or at least make some air dry clay so you can make it there are recipes online but i think it's just like flour and glue and don't eat it <laughs> and you can also just go to an art supply store or get it online get some air dry clay paper mache and stuff also will work or or if you don't have air dry clay you can use polymer clay just some kind of clay that you can use at home without burning the place down. Yes, disclaimer, do not do dumb things. Read instructions on packages. Okay, so this ritual, you can do it on the new moon, which was last night, or you can do it any time in the waxing moon phase. The earlier, the better, because then it gives you time until it's full moon to start working on this particular change. So pick something in your life, one thing that you want to change. Is it that you want to draw every day? Is it that you want to get better at sculpting? Is it that you want to be nicer to your partner or, you know, get more exercise into your day, stand more, eat healthier, whatever it is, a change that you know is in the long run positive, does not harm you and others. Oh, you want to quit smoking? Something like that will also work. But in the waxing crescent, actually, I like to do the waxing until the moon is full, basically. I like to do things that I like to gain. And in, after the full moon, when the moon is getting smaller, which is the waning crescent, then I like to give up bad habits, etc. So write down what it is that you want to change. Something good, something positive. Let's say I want to really enjoy exercising. <laughs> this is for me. Then with the clay, 
make a little clay shape that represents this change. It can, I mean, really, it doesn't have to be figurative. It can be completely abstract. To make, like, if you want to make art every day, you can make a paintbrush out of clay, like a little one. If you want to find a better place to live, you can make a little house, whatever. So, but it, again, it doesn't have to be figurative. It can be an egg for, you know, growth or a butterfly for um, change, <laughs> whatever you want. Don't make it difficult. Make it simple. Whatever's simple and fun and is not going to hold you back from doing this, make the little clay figure and inside it, while you're making it, roll this little piece of paper you wrote the change on and stuff it in there and close it up so it's not going to come out anymore. And then let the clay figure dry or bake it if it's polymer clay, as long as the paper is all the way in. I mean, it, it probably is not going to burn. It doesn't burn at um, those low temperatures. So just put it in there and close it up and put it somewhere where you're going to see it every day. And this will represent the change that you are now committed to. So each day, now, each morning, pick up the clay figure, look at it, and promise to yourself that you will make that change. Repeat that change. I will learn to love exercising because it's healthy. I will continue to look for a better place to live because I'm unhappy here or because I will be happier or because I need the extra room. I will make more money. Whether you know how you're going to do these things or not, change, if you keep it on top of your mind, you will take the steps and the opportunities that will get you there. And you can journal at the end of the cycle when you get to the full moon. You can paint the clay figure. I love metallic paints, so I love painting everything so with something metallic. Or you can put gold leaf on it or something, saying that now this change is imbued and it will happen. It's really just convincing yourself that you're worthy and capable of this change. But rituals are extremely helpful. So, so this is the little waxing moon ritual that I suggest. Do it if you'd like. Now, for this part of the show, let's do little inspiration idea. I find that I love to look at Pinterest. I love to look at other people's work. I love to look at books to get artistic inspiration. But I often find it within myself in combination with without myself. How does that work? I look at, again, I look at something that is within me that I love. And I take that and I mold that into art or some creative experience. 
And I know you can do this. So creative inspiration as a change. Look inside yourself. What makes you super excited? It doesn't even have to be related to art. Do you absolutely love chocolate? Or do you absolutely love going to thrift stores like I do? Try and find something in there. Get something from the thrift store and upcycle it. I don't know. Do something different. Throw a little bit of change into your routine and into your re- actual creative practice. Whatever you normally do, do something slightly different. Find it within yourself. Now, next part of the show, I want to talk about three things I love. And this is a different thing that I haven't done before. So let's see. Mostly art supplies. I love black wing pencils. Black wing pencils were made by a company named Palomino. And they, I guess, went out of business or discontinued making these pencils sometime in the I want to say early 2000s but maybe it was the 90s and the pencils became super super valuable where like people were paying 40 50 dollars per pencil on eBay then a smart company bought the rights to make the pencil and started making it I came across it at an art supply store in Vancouver where I was looking for some pencils even though I have 400 pencils already and this lovely employee showed me the black wing pencils and she said oh it's all like these are super fancy you should try one so I bought one and it was love at first scribble I have been using them ever since where I work now at the art supply store, the painted lady in Gibson's. We actually uh, brought some black wings in and now the whole town's hooked. I think I love them. The sh- I am not sponsored by anyone. So again, a disclaimer, I'm only talking about these products because I truly love them. The pencils are fantastic. They have erasers that you can keep taking out a little bit more like it so that you don't run out. I mean, you could run out. They're replaceable. And they're just beautiful, like a joy to hold. I call them like the Ferrari of pencils, wooden pencils, if that makes sense. They are more expensive than regular pencils, but they're not like outrageously expensive. I think in American dollars, they're probably like $3 a pencil. In Canadian dollars, they're about $4 a pencil. The other art supply I absolutely adore and love is the Robert Bateman cover series sketchbooks by Tour Artist Products. They are made in Victoria, British Columbia, here in Canada. And so they are local. And they seriously have the best paper for, you know, using pens and pencils. They don't hold up much to water meat, so I wouldn't recommend for that. But for just using with pens and pencils and daily sketching, I have not found anything I like more. The other thing I am currently obsessed with is golden acrylics so flats. So Flat is their newest line of acrylic paints, and I waited for these to come out for months before I started buying my 
artist grade acrylic paints and I'm so glad I waited I absolutely love them they are kind of self-leveling and they're super um, matte and actually the medium you can or you should use with them is called the super matte medium as well but it makes a huge difference in how I approach my paintings they have like a they're almost like chalk when they dry but they're not chalky if that makes sense they are so pigmented, mostly opaque, just beautiful. If you have a chance to try, just like if you can get samples, get samples. If not, buy like one color or two colors. At least try it out if you're into matte kind of painting, like flat colors. It's, you can see my Instagram account, Brujerio underscore studios and see my paintings that I've been making with them. They're really fantastic. Okay. So, what's the last thing? We're going to do a tarot reading. Yay, it is time. But I'm realizing, oh yeah, no, I'm not realizing. Never mind, I do have my cards right here. Okay, so I didn't prepare the tarot reading because I like to do it on the spot. Okay, let's see. So I'm going to shuffle now. Okay, while I'm shuffling, I should do a little bit of summary of what we talked about. So we said seasons are changing. Change is good. You can learn to love things that you didn't love or you can learn to change your habits. You can learn to embrace change. The different types of change we talked about were change that is thrust upon us, change that is positive, change to our behaviors, or change to our positive or our core beliefs in terms of personal growth, right? And we talked about how change is kind of like magic. We talked about, I guess, changing and challenging our core beliefs. That was about there. We talked about how we can use the energy of change as a creative inspiration by looking at, you know, prompts and challenges online and collaborating with other artists. We can then inspire ourselves. We talked about how we can, instead of just consuming other people's art, we can look inside and pick something we love and do something a little different with that to see how that helps us creatively. We talked about a waxing moon ritual of the little clay figure. And then we now just now talked about how we can, oh, not how, how is not the right word there. <laughs> My favorite products, uh, or at least I have a lot of favorite products, but we talked about three of them that I absolutely love, love, love using in my art and my daily creative practice. And now we're going to do a tarot reading. I've shuffled the cards. I'm going to pull three cards for you. First card is Six of Swords. Second card is the Star. 
And the third card is the Nine of Wands. Okay. So, we're going to do a three-card reading. That is... So, the first card will be what you're thinking about. The second card will be what you're feeling. And the third card will be um, doing. So, thinking, feeling... Oh, excuse me. And one stray hiccup. <clears throat> so, thinking, feeling, doing. Let's see. The Six of Swords. So, if you are listening for the first time to one of my variety shows, which I've only done one before, so if this is the first one you're listening to, I am using for the readings The Ultimate Guide to Tarot by Liz. Dean. It is my favorite tarot uh, instruction book, and I absolutely love the way it's laid out, the the size, the feeling of the whole book. Like, the physical book is fantastic, and the content is also fantastic. So, the Six of Swords, I'm using the Radiant Raider Waite Smith. Deck. And um, in the Six of Swords, you will see that there is, in like a boat or a canoe, there's a man that is paddling and he has a child and what appears to be a female figure sitting down. And there are swords in the actual boat. To the right side of the boat, the water is choppy. To the left side of the boat, the water is completely calm. And in the distance, there is, there are what appears to be islands or some kind of land with little trees on them. All the three figures are facing away from us. So, the Six of Swords shows us moving away from a situation where it wasn't maybe perfect and we're enjoying now a period of peace of peace and harmony. It might be a mental state instead of a physical thing we are actually doing. In terms of spiritual change, this could mean rest and recharge, exploring a new environment or exploring within ourselves for a new spiritual discovery. Hmm. Actually, this is like the perfect card for talking about change, isn't it? In work, now I'm going to read directly from the book. In work, the card can show, show travel as part of your role. And in relationships, the card commonly shows two people spending time apart. This could be an end to something negative, showing a positive change. Also summarizing from the book. You might be considering travel or just breaking away from work and taking a break. A transition. You might be thinking about moving somewhere. Or just, you know, changing what you're doing to embrace something newer or better. I don't do reverse meanings because I think some cards have a more negative meaning anyways. And I just stick with them. 
So the next card is the star, which is a major arcana card. The star is just nude blonde woman who is holding two jugs, pouring water from them, one into a big pond, one into the ground. There's a tree in the back. There are flowers on the ground. The tree houses a bird, and there are stars in the sky and one big star. The star is a card of hope and guidance. So if things have felt difficult recently, have faith that your luck is about to change for the better. It's a powerful symbol of hope. It mean, might mean that you are physically and or, and or spiritually going to get better. The star sports beauty and creativity flows like the star's maiden's, star maiden's water. Oh my God, if I could read on. <laughs> In your projects and relationships, you can be fully expressed sharing your love, gifts, and talents. It allows you to shine and show your star quality, so your efforts are appreciated. You may also feel more intuitive and, and, intuitive and insightful under the star's influence. It is also a symbol of good health. The star can mean that you might find your dream home or you maybe are up for a renovation project or change in your home. In relationships, it may show that it is time to find your soulmate or your relationships are uh, calm and harmonious. And in career and money, it means money, luck and abundance. Finally, your work will pay off. Your long-term goals are starting to um, starting to actually come to fruition. Entrepreneurs may be guided to begin a new business, or you might find that you have a hidden talent that you haven't seen before or considered before. You are going to get professionally what you've been desiring to get. Its wisdom message is be inspired. Dreams come true. And the last card. So this was the thinking. The first one was thinking. The second was feeling. And the last one is doing so that you can actually make these things come true. So it is the nine of wands. And nine of wands has a man standing holding onto a wand. There's behind him, there's eight other wands. And there is like green land behind him. What you mostly see is like a bluish gray. Hmm. Interesting. There isn't much actually. Let's see. The upright nine of wands shows that you're in a very strong position. You have fought long and hard to get where you are, and you have endured heavy, endured heavy challenges, particularly in, the, in work. You've been vigilant and ingenious, and it's been exhausting, possibly. However, use your energy wisely, plan, 
your next step meticulously and do not overexert yourself and you will have all the resources you need to see you through. There's a fine balance, it says, between being adequately defended and being defensive. So basically saying work smart and plan yourself, your steps um, for success or to make your goals come. Now, there might be some fear of if you share your work that it'll be stolen. This is just a perception. If you don't share your work, you will not actually progress. Also, do not fear rejection criticism. It's time to let go of those fears. Your efforts will be appreciated by most. Okay, that's it, guys. Your tarot reading also is very positive, I would say, and it seems they're all about change, but are all cards about change, or is it just how we're interpreting them? <laughs> Anyways, it's been a delight to talk to you once again. It's been a long hour. I feel like there was a lot said. Hopefully, this inspires you to be creative. This inspires you to accept and evolve and embrace with and without change if the change outside of you has been challenging you try and approach it differently don't fight so hard against it try and find ways of moving and ebbing and flowing with it and you might find peace which then allows you to be more creative just always always every day find a few minutes to allow yourself to be creative anyways whether it's writing a few words down whether it's just scribbling a few colors um, in a coloring page just do it trust me your soul will benefit from it and changes around you will seem less daunting if you just allow yourself to create with the energy of change. I'm your host, Rose Stardust. You can find me on Instagram. Our official Instagram is at the creative elixir. And my Instagram is at brujeria underscore studios. I will put the links to these into the show notes. I do have a buy me a coffee thing now. So if you want to throw me a few dollars for spending my time to tell you hopefully inspiring things, I would love it. But if not, that's also fine. The other thing you can do without spending money is subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts or on Spotify. Write a review if I'm inspiring you positively in any way. So thank you for listening. Stay creative. Be creative. Go get creative. Have a wonderful day, guys. Take care. Bye.